Hey, PSP3 Nation. Welcome to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast, dedicated to helping our family become not only elite athletes, but also elite individuals. What's up, PSP3 Nation? It's Coach Tracy, back with another episode of the Peak Sports Performance Podcast. We are going to finish up our seven part of becoming an elite athlete today. Um, before we do that, let's just recap because it's been a while and uh, there's a lot that we've gone over. And honestly, there's probably a ton more that we can go over when it comes to becoming an elite athlete. These are just seven things um, I think that we kind of took apart, broke down, and kind of went through one by one um, as to how we can actually work towards becoming an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Week one, we started with the traits and trust, right? Traits being the embodiment, um, the mental and the physical through like leadership and punctuality, great body language, having a strong first impression and deliberate daily practice. The mental side, uh, the IQ, the focus, composure, high integrity and brutal honesty. And physically, we talked about the athleticism heart, drive, work ethic, and fearlessness. Um, as far as trust goes, you know, what to trust. We talked about trusting the process, trusting the struggle, trusting your coaches, trusting your teammates, and trusting yourself. Lastly, on that week, we talked about what it looks like from an average athlete to an elite athlete, being the nutrition side, um, the training side, how to take care of your body, the mental aspect of it and sleep and all the importance of all those things um, all into one were the traits and trust of becoming an elite athlete. In week two, we talked about motivation, whether that's intrinsic motivation or extrinsic or intrinsic from the inside internally. Uh, it's, it's your why. It's what you want to do, what you like to do, uh, extrinsic being the outside, sometimes it's more of a have to. Um, and then we talked about uh, the fact that like when you like something, it's the, the dopamine, the neurotransmitters that can produce uh, you know, the behavior, okay? It drives you forward uh, in the reward system. Um, extrinsic, we talked about things that are good or bad with it, um, or just motivation in general being good or bad. Um, intrinsic was, uh, you can, you can do it alone, it may not be enough to truly find your fo- true potential. And the extrinsic can lead to a decrease in intrinsic motivation, right? So it takes away the fun. So it's a little bit of both on that, right? You gotta, ha- you gotta have both sides of the motivation. Um, in week three, we talked about mental toughness. Always one of my favorite subjects um, in life and in sport, what that means, uh, where it cam- comes from, uh, we talked about five different ways, right? The accountability mirror, holding yourself brutally honest uh, to where you're at in a certain situation. Um, we talked about that talent isn't required, right? You gotta you gotta do all the things that um, that it takes that don't require talent, right? Uh, you gotta have a singular focus, not wasting time. You gotta put in the work. We also talked about the forty percent rule. Right uh, when we think we have nothing left to give, and life is at its hardest, we've only given forty percent. 
you got you got to take that governor off uh, to stretch your pain tolerance, letting go of your identity and self-limiting stories, right? And you got to callous your mind and, and and chase pain daily. We talked about the cookie jar. Uh, that's where you you know stick your hand into um, to the cookie jar, pull out a you know an achievement that you accomplished, and you remind yourself just how great you are uh, and how how good you can be. And, and that helps you get through the hard times. And then lastly, when we talked about mental toughness, we talked about uh, empowerment of failure as well. And, and failure leads to success, okay? Um, we also talked about how to build it, you know, in five different ways with self-responsibility, relentlessly solution-focused, um, a challenge response versus a threat response, power questions is, you know, how can I make this obstacle my, my advantage and what am I capable of? And then self-talk and visualization. And those are all parts of the mental toughness side of becoming an elite athlete. And that was in week three. Week four, we got into nutrition, which we end up speaking on for three weeks straight. I talked about it. I brought my buddy Keani from key2fitness.com in. Um, you know, he talked about it for a good length, and then the coaches sat down at a round table, and, and we discussed our nutritional habits and, and how to make things sustainable and realistic for the high school athlete um, in performance levels, right? Uh, so again, to recap nutrition, uh, we talked about carbs are the fuel, proteins are the builders, Fats are the protectors, and uh, vegetables and fruits are preventative maintenance stuff, right? Um, so there's a lot to go in there on the nutrition side. And if you haven't listened to those, I would go back and listen to the nutrition if you listen to anything, okay? Uh, in week five, we talked about talent versus heart. And there's so many things on that, uh, you know, and we know we always know that person that's got all the God-given talent and genetics, uh, but they don't they don't try hard. They don't they don't they think they just want to get away with things because they're just you know naturally gifted. Well, you know you got to have heart too. Okay, talent versus heart. That was a good topic. Um, and then week six, we talked about distractions and focus. Distractions, you know, you got the internal ones like your thoughts and your conflicts, uh, your external w ones, like the visual or the audio ones. Um, and we talked about what, when, and how, okay, to focus, right? What to focus on in the moment, uh, when to focus, and when to take mental breaks, and how to focus, and, and learning to immerse yourself in the moment, right? And then how to regain your focus when, you, when a distraction occurs, because it's going to happen, okay? So those are all things we talked about with distraction and focus. And now, finally, week seven, we're going to talk about confidence versus arrogance. Wow, I know that was a lot to go through, but we kind of just want to recap because it has been a, a few weeks since we talked about nutrition for so long. Um, and I like to have these kind of roll together so that you can really build on each of them, okay? Uh, so confidence versus arrogance. First of all, the definition of confidence. The feeling or belief one can have 
uh, one can have faith in, in or rely on someone or something. The feeling or belief, one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. Right? That's, you know, if, if a coach puts you in to hit the last second shot, that's a lot of confidence in someone, right? Um, or it's a feeling of self-assurance arising from an appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So that's, that's being confident in yourself. And that's one of the things we talked about with the traits and trust. You got to trust yourself too. Um, so a feeling of self-assurance arising from an appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So you get the ones where you, the confidence that you have in someone else or you have the confidence in yourself, right? Some of the traits of confidence, well, A, it's, it's one of the best confidence you, qualities you can have. You, you have to have self-confidence. And, and if you're lacking in self-confidence, talk to a coach. Talk to your parents. Um, I know they all love you, okay? And we have to believe in ourselves at all times, okay? And doing so will help you live a stronger life. I promise you that, okay? But internally, the qualities of confidence are authentic and wholesome, right? They're, they're not inflated. It's not an inflated view of yourself, okay? It, it's, it's more authentic. It's humble. And, and you also acknowledge those around you. You can evaluate your skills honestly. You're emotionally steady. I know a lot of kids wear those, those uh, high-low bracelets. Um, you know, not to get too high and not to get too low. Emotionally steady. Team-driven. Team win. The team did this. The team did that. Okay, we as a team need to do this to be better. Uh, it, and... and if you're confident in yourself, you make others around you better. And that's, that's part about being a family is, right? When we're in the gym and we talk about being a family, we're there to help each other become better. Uh, and that gives everybody else confidence within themselves as well. Uh, confidence, vis confident people visualize things in a reality. And we talked about that um, earlier, right? And becoming an elite athlete. We talked about visualizing things into reality um, and it may not be the best but will give their best right so if you're you, you, the talent versus heart uh, talk we talked about you may not be the best but you give your best that's confident okay um, I think the big one here is the humility part I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to that today but having humility and acknowledging those around you uh, just gives off confidence of who you are. Uh, there's an aura about you when you do that. Like, let your game speak for itself. You don't have to talk too much about it. Um, and it'll show through your actions, okay? Now, on the other side of that, you got arrogance. And, and we all know those people, okay? But let's, let's talk about what that actually looks like, right? The definition of arrogance is an attitude of superiority manifested in an overbearing manner in presumptuous claims or assumptions, right? So an attitude of superiority manifested in an overbearing manner 
in presumptuous claims or assumptions. I mean, and, and we know these people, right? The ones that just talk so much all the time. They never stop talking about how good they are. Oh, I would do this. Like, I can't believe you missed that shot. I can't believe you didn't hit that. You know, they just keep talking and talking and talking and talking about just themselves and how it would have been if they were the one that was in that spot and they would like how good they are. Okay, well, it becomes overbearing. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to, nobody believes you. We don't have confidence in you when you talk that much. Okay, uh, it's people that are arrogant are proud in an unpleasant way and behaving as if you are better or more important than others. That's nobody wants that around. Having arrogance is is a cancer to the team uh, because people get annoyed with it. People don't want to hear it, and then all of a sudden, that arrogant person becomes this, you know, uh, problem that's manifesting with inside the team, and then it drives people apart. And in fact, arrogance is one of the worst qualities that you can have, and it's more external. Confidence was internal. Arrogance is more external, right? We talked about confidence being authentic and wholesome. Arrogance is not authentic, and it's based on insecurities, right? When they when they talk so much, it's probably because they're not that good anyway. They just keep talking about it to make themselves believe that they are, right? Fake it till you make it type of thing. If I keep talking about it, maybe it'll be true. Well, you still got to go out and do it, okay? Um, they're overinflated and easily popped, okay? <clears throat> they're the ones that have this this big ego, and when something bad goes wrong, right, then they become just a shell of themselves because they never really had any confidence within themselves to begin with. And they show a lack of humility, and they take all the credit. Like, how annoying is that to the rest of the team when... You know, they, they just, they just well, I did this and I did that. It's always I, I, I instead of we, we, we when it comes to how the team performed. They take all the credit. They blame others or issues for their failures, right? So they're the ones that don't see the big picture. They're the ones that don't understand the concept that uh, you have to take ownership and responsibility of what's going on and not blame others or the issues for the failures that are about to happen. Um you know, as, as, a, as an athlete, as a coach, <clears throat> I've heard plenty of people, um, you know, blame it on, blame, blame a failure on, on something that, that came up or this or that happened. But in reality, you just didn't go out and, and perform the way you're supposed to perform. Okay. Um, arrogant people are emotionally erratic, right? They're always all over the place with, with and during the game with what's going on. Okay. They're stat-driven, more individually success-driven, right? Uh, worried about themselves, not worried about, about others. Uh, and they usually they put other people down to elevate themselves, right? If they, they see it as, as um, a wounded lion or wounded lamb over there, they're going to pounce to put, the, put other people down so they can get elevated to the next level. Uh, and that, that, that's, that's wrong. You know, morally, that, that, that's wrong to do. And we... We'll talk about morals, you know, again at some point, but I believe we already did. Uh, you know, it's what you're, what you're willing to uh, accept for your, yourself to do. Okay. Um, they visualize and they have visualizations focused that are on, on praise rather than achievements. Right. They just, they want people to tell them how good they are. 
rather than them actually being good and, and doing something with it. Uh, and their, their identity, self-worth, is with skill and, and opinions. Right? So they, they apply worth to when people talk about them and when, when, when they hear their name being talked about, you know, oh my God, they're so good. That's, they want more of that. They want to feed off that. Uh, I hope you can see the big difference, you know, in, in confidence and arrogance, you know, the, the authenticness and the wholesome of confidence and the, the based on insecurity and not authentic and arrogance and then um, being humility or having, having humility when it comes to confidence and then a lack of humility when it comes to arrogance. And honestly, I know when we talk to coaches and they say they're so good, but they're so humble. It's, it's one of the best compliments you can receive. If you're so humble that you don't even know how good you are, you're going to go far in life. Not just sport, but in life. And that's more important. Okay? It's always great to, to achieve things in sport and move on. But if you're honest with yourself, there's, there's a, such a small population that moves on to the pro level of any sport. Okay? Which means there's going to be an end to our athletic career. Okay? And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make or break us who we are um, if we don't have sport in our life. If we are confident in who we are and our abilities and we're humble about it, we'll go farther in life than we will in sport. Okay? Um, so how, how, do you, how do you become confident without being arrogant? Because some people will say, well, you need that swagger. You need that, that exuberance about you to, to put yourself on that level, that, that, that pedestal where you believe you're the best. Okay, okay, I get that. I can see your point. There's, there's a fine line of, of, you know, being super confident and then being arrogant. Okay, so how do you, how do, you do that? Well, one, watch your words and choose your words wisely. Okay, because once you say something, you can't reel it back in and, and not say it, right? It's already out there. If you tweet it, if you post something about it, uh, you know, it's out there and people will eat you alive if it's the wrong words, okay? Um, so watch your words and choose your words wisely when you speak or act on things, okay? Number two, acknowledge your weaknesses because everybody has them. Don't tell me you're the best, you know, like pitcher only at 10 years old, you know, playing competitive baseball, you know, and, and you haven't even gone through the maturity process. Acknowledge your weakness. You haven't grown, right? Uh, I need to get better at this. I need to get better at that. Or, you know, just because you're, you, you uh, verbally committed when you're a sophomore and, you know, well, you still got things to do because you're not there yet. And I guarantee you, when you get to the next level, you will show, your weaknesses will show. You must be brutally honest and acknowledge your weaknesses, okay? Because we're all not there. If we're all there, you know, then we'd all be D1 athletes with a full ride scholarship, and that's not the case, okay? So acknowledge your weaknesses and own them and work hard at them to, to make them better. And then you gotta own your own mistakes. We're athletes. Right? We're not in the Hall of Fame yet. Most of us won't ever be in the Hall of Fame, which means we're going to make mistakes. Okay? And even Hall of Famers make mistakes, and they'll own those mistakes. Don't blame other people. 
don't don't say this or that. It, it, you know, so and so's fault. Just own your own mistakes. That's gonna show more confidence than it is arrogance. Number four, you gotta celebrate other people's successes. You only get better by playing the best, being around the better people or the better team, whatever it is. <clears throat> and when other people around you are getting better, like celebrate that, like high five them, right? You know, cheer them on because when they get better, you're getting pushed as, as well, okay? So celebrate other people's successes. And that shows humility, right? That, that's, that's being humble and knowing that you're not everything to everybody, okay? That other people are important as well. Okay? And then you got to notice your body language, number five. Notice your body language. We talked about that, uh, you know, in the very first one, traits and trust. Uh, having a strong first impression and body language is a big part of that. And if you're the one with your head down and huffing and puffing about practice, being, you know, oh, coach is just mad at us and making us run, Okay, well, guess what? If you're so good and you're so awesome at this sport, then you should be the leader. And you should be able to do this without a problem. Notice your body language because if you're that good, if you're, the, if you're so good, then you should be the captain on the team. Uh, and if you're the captain, everybody's looking at you and you got bad body language, then nobody else is going to follow along. Okay, or everybody else, sorry, everybody else is going to follow along with that same attitude. Okay, sometimes those that are, are the arrogant type they don't get to become captain on the team. And that's because coaches don't have the confidence in them, okay, to do what's right and to act accordingly to help the team grow. They know that, okay? So notice your body language is number five. Number six, don't take yourself too seriously. I kind of just touched on it a little bit. <clears throat> Whether it's the 10-year-old baseball player, you know, the sophomore verbal commit, don't take yourself too seriously, okay? You're, you're playing sports. In the grand scheme of life, we're playing sports, okay? We're trying to achieve our best in those sports, um, and we're trying to, you know, work towards our goals, which is all perfect, and I love that. I love that idea. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, we're, we're living life, and we need to have fun with this stuff because it will go away at some point in time. And then we need to be left with the characteristics that we've learned through sport, okay? And the, through, through the coaches around you. So don't take yourself too seriously because, again, very small population get that 0.01% that get up, go on to the pro and make money and then get to go to the Hall of Fame if they're really, really good, right? <clears throat> those are those guys, okay? But we're not there. So let's enjoy the moment. Enjoy the process. Enjoy everything around it. Have fun with it. Okay, don't take yourself too seriously. So those are six things that you can work on that draws a line between being confident and being arrogant. And here, here's, here's the thing to remember. <clears throat> Confidence is a statement. Arrogance is a scream. And I don't know about you, but when you go sit in a restaurant and you can, you know, uh, you're sitting there nice quietly, you hear someone scream, child or whatever it, it's annoying right it can it can get annoying uh so when people are, are screaming they're about how good they are that's annoying okay um something else to remember do not let yourself believe 
that you are better than other people because you have achieved more. It's just not necessarily true, okay? Just not necessarily true. There's, there's so many other things that go into that melting pot of success. And, and maybe that person that's failing and failing and failing and you're achieving and achieving and achieving, maybe that person that's failing <coughs> excuse me, is working that much harder to get that much better. And then in the long run, they pass you up because you didn't work that hard because you just kept thinking that you're so good, I can do everything, and then you don't work at it and you get passed up because someone who, who just works their tail off gets the job done, okay? The lack of humility, the overinflated ego, the, the just presumptuous claims, right? I'm so good, I'm awesome, blah, blah, blah. The one that talks so much and is arrogant will only go so far, okay? Have more confidence in yourself, right? Be authentic, be wholesome. Be humble, right? Evaluate your skills honestly. Stay emotionally steady, right? Think about the team more, right? Try and make others better. Visualize things into reality. And you don't have to be the best. Just give your best, okay? Those are the traits of a confident person. And I know coaches see it. Scouts see it. Your parents see it. Your friends see it, okay? So be confident. Don't be arrogant. That's all I got for you guys, all right? That's, that's the seven weeks of becoming an elite athlete. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, stay tuned for, for more on the Peak Sports Performance Podcast.